I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Diamond in the back, sun roof top, digging the scene with a gangster lean. You guys ready? Here we go. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. On this episode of the Coach HP Show, we got my man, Felipe Esparza. Felipe Esparza, comedian, releasing today. Well, it was a big deal to get him on to promote this today. First ever double release of a Netflix special in English and in Spanish. Bad Decisions. Mala decisiones. No one's ever done a double release with Netflix like that. Great conversation. We talked about his upbringing. We talked about adversity. We talked about being rejected from the border, how they illegally tried to escape Mexico several times, got sent back. Adversity. Adversity sponsoring winners since day one. Adversity is the best friend. The winner's best friend is adversity. His comedic career, talk about a lot of other stuff. Remember, disclaimer, disclaimer here. Remember, I know it's a kid's show. Comedians have a little bit out there with a lot of topics, so bear with him when he hits certain topics. Kid's show, I know for some people, but bear with him when he hits certain topics. Nevertheless. Great guest, authentic dude, fun, funny, and I think he's carrying the the Spanish torch and comedy, which is doing tremendous, the shift that comedians have made during this pandemic, during this time. So without further delay, on today's show, we have my man, Felipe Esparza. Let's go. I'm on my hit record here. Three, two, one, boom. Felipe, we're on. Felipe, anything that we start with you, we got to start it off the right way. What's up, fool? What's up, fool? <laughs> Dude, I had George Lopez on. I told him he had the best hair till I got you. Till I got you right now, bro. So because you're rocking that look, you got to promise that you're never going to cut it, bro. Because when you're talking to two bald dudes, that hair, we're living vicariously through you, bro. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> Do you feel there's a there's a deep connection between Cubans and Mexicans, man? I would, uh, my dad would always play a lot of Lo Pancho, Vicente Fernandez, those kind of dudes. Do you feel a connection between Mexicans and Cubans? Well, let me tell you, man, growing up, bro, I thought Celia Cruz was Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> 
for real. <laughs> she would play so much. I thought she was Mexican, bro. Cause I had a tia who looked like her, bro. <laughs> I love it, bro. I love, it. and it's weird, man. We don't know that growing up because we just think they're Cubans. And the same thing happened with me. It turned out these guys are Mexican. I was like, what the fuck? It's funny, man, because my dad loves baseball, and my dad, all his, all his baseball greats are all Latino. And that, and my dad was one of his favorite players was on Cuba, on Luis Tian, El Tiante. My dad would always go like this, because yeah, he would turn, dude, because he would turn sideways. He would turn away and throw with the mustache, with the handlebar. A lot of people don't give him credit because Fernando Valenzuela took his style and Hidel Nomo, and then um, now Clayton Kershaw does the turn. The little the turn. El Cubano. Bro, but it's crazy, Felipe, because a lot of a lot of people don't know the support, bro, that the Mexican community gives to their sports team, especially the Dodgers, man. Like crazy, bro. People don't get it. Like you watch TikTok, like you watch TikTok, like this guy goes, he goes, uh, there's a video on TikTok. I don't know if you can curse here. But, you do whatever the fuck yeah, you want, yeah, bro. Right. This, guy yeah, said, yeah. Um, this guy said, he said, um, a hey, uh, Mexican like to dig right other Mexican boxers. They like they they choose boxers be only because they're Mexican. They will root because they're Mexican. Like he goes, like I like um, Wayne Mayweather. I choose boxers because of talent, you know. And that was his remark. And I and I wrote, bro, let me tell you something, man. Mexicans choose anything. That's Mexican, no matter what it is. Eh? No matter what yeah. it is, bro. Right, man. We want to. We want to win everything. Cause we don't have. We wanna. We don't have much. We have one. One comedian. One. One Netflix special with one Mexican. We're all gonna watch it. Eh? We're gonna have a barbecue, brother. <laughs> I, guys, I, our chase. We're gonna fucking make room for him to go through the neighborhood. Eh? We're gonna <laughs> put our cars on the yard. Eh? Like they do at at uh, Hialeah eh? when the fucking Marlins play. <laughs> Hialeah. Oh, wait a I I think, man, you can. Ecuador, by the way. What'd you say? A guy from Ecuador who made that comment. Oh yeah. And I said, uh, well, how many Ecuador boxers are there, Ray? Eh? <laughs> Not too many, dude. <laughs> Not too many. I feel, Felipe, that you have a very you're at a very important spot in comedy right now, brother, because you're literally carrying the the Spanish torch, man, in what you're doing. Do you feel that? Even though your style, you almost come across like a stoner Mexican dude, but yeah. you're a lot sharper than what you seem on stage. Did you develop that on purpose? How did you come up with that style, bro? It, it didn't happen overnight, let me tell you, man. Um and what, what, what I wanted, first of all, I wanted to do in the Netflix special, and the Spanish one, I really wanted to bring the American Star Wars stand-up, but in Spanish. Because, um, you know, I think, I think American Star Wars stand-up is different from Latin style stand-up or um, Chinese style stand-up. But, um, but one thing at Universal, when you speak Spanish, that everybody laughs. Like, Cubans might do have their own thing, Puerto Ricans, Ecuadorians. Salvadorian, Nicaraguanos, Guatemaltecos, you know, and we go down the line all the way down to Belize and even the Argentinians who don't consider themselves Latino. You know, they <laughs> might, they might, uh, whatever, right, bro? We all get Pepito jokes, you know? It's right. universal, you know? When you hear a Pepito joke in Spanish, everybody laughs. 
So that one, that's what I want to do with my stand-up. I want everybody to get it. Because when I watch stand-up comedy coming from other Latino countries, they speak too fast for me, you know, or their accent, or, all right, I ain't gonna lie, man, they're English, they're, they're Spanish. Well, well, I will never be, my Spanish will never be that great. Like, they speak words that I never heard, bro. Like, when they say parking, they say estacionalo. I had to look that up. I thought parking was parking everywhere, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, dude, it, it makes sense, man. You seem to me like you're a guy that's incredibly comfortable with being yourself, bro. Has that been your whole life? It wasn't always like this. I had to become this person. Like you, like the, getting back to the last question, I started off deadpan. You know, Ivan, I was like this. I was like Stephen Wright. I was like Mitch Hepburn. I was like those British comedians that just stand up there like Benny Hill, you know. And just talk jokes without showing their personality or moving. But at the places where I used to go, it was so not made for comedy there that I couldn't just stand up there like an idiot and do jokes because they were yelling, hey, bro, enunciate. You're talking stupid. Oh, I don't even understand what the hell you're saying. So I had to like move around, you know, and kind of avoid people. So I had to go over here. Hey, how you doing? Then I have to go over here. So then after a while, I started watching my show. And wow, man, I'm physical, but my feet are moving like I'm dancing mambo. Holy <laughs> shit. Look at that. But I became physical at the rowdy bars that I used to perform in. They didn't give me a chance to be subtle. And Mano, let, let me ask you a quick question. How long is your creative process? How long does it take to be able to be ready for, for a major stand-up show? Oh, man. I would say if anybody out there wants to do a great stand-up comedy show, I would say it takes two years, two and a half, three, if you want to make it amazing. One, you would have to be crazy, man, to do, like, one comedy special and then do one the next year. I mean, where do you find the time, man? I, 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 me, it takes two years. You know, I, I could say that I, I could do another one right now, but it's not going to be perfect. They're going to be great. There's going to be a lot of, uh, and then um, it won't be perfect. It won't be great. I need two years. So probably like, I did this one in the January. So maybe a year and a half from now. Do, do you turn it on automatically and you say, okay, I need to start thinking. I need to start writing. Let's go. Or is this something that you wake up one day inspired and it just flows? I, I, what I do to get the new material, I grab the list of jokes that didn't make it to the special, first of all. And I, I work with those jokes that I, I already have. Like right now, when we edit that last special, I had like maybe 15 minutes of stuff that's not in that material. So I'm working with that right now, plus okay. writing new jokes because times are changing, you know, COVID-19. So I got to write a joke about that. So I wrote a joke about this. I wrote that I, I wasn't really afraid of getting COVID-19 in the beginning because I've done cocaine off the floor, you know? Nice. <laughs> I, I have sex, unprotected sex in men's bathroom. No. Oh, hey, do Mexicans call it un pase? Un pase? Yeah, when you take a bump. Do they say un pase? Yeah, un pase, yeah. un pasecito. <laughs> Bro, hold on. Listen, in in Vegas, you know what they would call it? What? 
in Vegas, when I was in Vegas, because I lived in Vegas for four years, I ran a nightclub there. They would call it Wi-Fi. That's a good one, bro. They, that's that's tight, bro. It ain't Wi-Fi. A Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah, Wi-Fi. A Wi-Fi. And here's a funny story. <laughs> and Felipe, the funny thing is, I've never drunk, drank, or have done any drugs in my life. So these guys would see me, and I'd be like, okay. And I try to 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 find ways to to get them to other things. But they used to call it Wi-Fi. Hablando de Mexico, the backdrop, the backdrop of your last special that you have like a picture of you. That you're young, and it's like I don't know if it's like your document paper or something like that. That is the sweetest backdrop I've ever seen, dude. Whose idea was it to do that? My wife and I together, we wanted to like show something, you know, because the whole special that last special was called Translate This. So we got my my Mexican matricula. <laughs> People don't know what a matricula is. That's the that's the that's the ID you get from Mexico. On the way to get your green card in America. Without oh, the matricula, you cannot get a green card in America. With that, with that thing, it was like temporary, uh, temporary ID for Mexico. No way, dude. I think I think that was such a good idea. And I loved it, bro. The minute I saw it, I go, that is the best backdrop I've ever seen, dude. Yeah, you, you know, you know how you know how Latino we are, bro. The one with the picture of my mother and my three brothers, bro, we had a group passport. <laughs> no, see. <laughs> we went, whenever we went back to Mexico, my mom would have to show that ID and we had to stay next to her. <laughs> Listen, hablando, vamos a hacer esto en español para practicar el español para que la gente sepa que somos bilingües. Hablando de la obesidad, siendo de Sinaloa, México, cruzando Creo que fue como dos o tres veces o cuatro veces que, que te cogieron y tuviste que regresar para atrás para México. ¿Qué importante, Felipe, ha sido la adversidad para usted para llegar el logro en los Estados Unidos con la comedia? Bueno, era más difícil llegar a los Estados Unidos. Porque cuando llegamos a Estados Unidos, los cacharon como tres veces. Y la, la cuarta vez, mi, mi hermanito se distrató como... ¿Cómo se disatró? Disfrazó, disfrazó. Lo disfrazaron. Lo disfrazaron con una muchachita que se llamaba Patty, porque tenía un pasaporte que se llamaba Patty. Y ya, ya estamos más grandes, ahora tiene como 40 años, pero sigue, sigue como Patty el cabrón. Eso, eso escuché, eso escuché. Now let's take it to English. Man, we, our first language, the three of us, our first language is in Spanish. I'm smoother in English. My flow's better in English. My vibe, just because I have that. My 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 parents always, especially my dad, instilled. I can hablar español bien. I can hablar español bien. You know how it is. Do you think in English too or in Spanish? Man, when I speak Spanish, it's tough because I'm thinking in English and at the same time I'm translating the right words for you to understand. But uh, what what made it easier for me, the trans from. Tra Trans, I guess translating the whole one-hour special to English, to Spanish. Um, I met a I met a comedian in Mexico named um, Joel Sotomayor, and um, he followed me in English and he transcribed it in Spanish. So I would read it first and then try to perform it. 
the way he wrote it, it was transcribed word for word the way I said it in English. But you know, but, but when you read it yourself, you're like, eh, I can't say it that way no more. Words, you know, to make it feel like Felipe Esparza, you know. <laughs> I had a joke where I say that um, I say that um, I mean, I mean, no me gusta pagar para que me limpien la ropa. Yo mejor me llevo mi ropa la segunda, ellos me la limpian y después entro para atrás y compro toda mi ropa por cinco dólares. Ah, there it is. <laughs> Oye, man, do you think you're funnier in Spanish or in English? Let me tell you, man. I I I think I'm funnier in Spanish in a way because I I know that I speak English, but my first language was Spanish, and for I was speaking. And let me tell you, man, like anybody, people say that well, how come you don't you know, how come you don't speak Spanish? You were born speaking Spanish, yeah, motherfucker. Only spoke only spoke fluent Spanish for five fucking years. Then I had to go to English. I had to go to school and I had to get my shit together or else I'm going to get a fail. And, and, and I mean a fail in English. No way I fallecer nada, I'm a fail. <laughs> you learn English fast, man. So you're over there trying to learn English. They're fucking speaking your Spanish at home. You're getting fucking confused. Yes, right. you know, your family's fucking putting you behind in class. Everybody knows ABC. You're still stuck at, stuck at T. <laughs> you're, one, you're still stuck at N because your mom told you, you told you in Spanish que no le fue sigue la Ñ. La Ñ, bro. <laughs> we, oh, wow. Listen, I, I have an Ñ in my last name. So I know that Ñ, dude. And without the Ñ, my last name sucks. So shout out to the Ñ. Felipe, what's your favorite type of music? My favorite type of music, man, is um, everything, man. I, I like old school um like like um, new wave, like the Cure and okay. that shit. But I like hip hop, the the kind of the newer stuff too. But I've been getting into bachata. I ain't gonna lie, man. I got the I got that album, me, the one with him. <laughs> oh he's yeah, from, he's from the Bronx, you know. And I like I, I, that's what I like. That's what motivated me too about um, making the show in Spanish. I'm sorry that I can't think of his name right now. Romeo Santo. Romeo Santo. Romeo Santo. Yeah, he's the, G, he's the guy, man. Like, when I read his story that he was actually not born in another Caribbean country that I thought, I, when, I, when I found out that he was born in the Bronx and he sings in Spanish and all his success has been in America because, you know, there's a lot of people who speak, who speak English but they love that Spanish music too. So that motivated me, man, when I saw that. He has like a fucking, um, he has more, his song has more views than Justin Bieber, man. Like, if a Justin a hundred, this, this fool has 700 million. And I'm like, damn. So that's when I motivated me. I said, you know what? I'm going to do my stand-up comedy in Spanish to get his audience, to get the people in America who speak English, who live an English-speaking life, but also still don't forget that they still love rancheras. They still love, you know, bachata music, mambo. You know, my comedy is going to go to them too, man. Felipe, that's Felipe. A, such a smart move, man, because I think we get stuck a lot with almost like wanting to not become Americanized, yeah, like crossover. Like, we don't want to be, no, 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 quiero ser mexicano, no quiero ser cubano, I don't want to sound... Uh, this way, I'd rather, you know, the success in that, but I think 
if you've shown us anything, is that the more you triple down and being yourself and fuck it, especially nowadays, that yeah. you can't lose, bro. It's like you can't lose. You might not win today or tomorrow, but eventually you'll you'll get there, man. And I think that's huge. Yeah, man. Like when I first started off, you know, I don't know if you have to go. You had to go through this, you know, that they try to categorize the U.S. You got the, the, the Latino podcast. Why can't we just be a fucking podcast? No, we're gonna be clear of the Latino podcast, or um, this movie will be. They don't. They gotta have the Latin Grammys, you know. Right. Because they know if they put it in the regular Grammys, we win all the fucking awards. <laughs> I mean, they gotta get us over there, bro. So uh, in stand-up comedy, they were always right. Latino comedian Felipe Esparza, and um, I remember um, other comedians getting upset. You know, like Latino comedian Felipe Esparza or Mexican American comedian comedian. Felipe Esparza, and now um, some comedians are Latinx comedians, you know, but they're like, dude, they say like stuff like, bro, I'm 48 years old. I can't be Latinx. I speak English and Spanish. Those, <laughs> those fuckers don't speak Spanish, you know, whatever, you know, but um, they used to get upset, you know, that they're, that they're labeled Latinx, that they're labeled Latino comedian. Me, I always accepted it, man. Like, I, I can't run from where I'm from, what I am. And um, and to tell you the truth, like when whenever I watch I watch something a show, and um, and that fool is Latino or Puerto Rican or whatever, I always tap a white person. You know he's Mexican, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, or or like this, like, like hey, you know that fool from Puerto Rico, right? He's Latino too, right? All right, Just, uh, I want to let you know, man. So when they, when they put it there, Latino comedian Felipe Esparza, I don't care. Because people feel proud anyways. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let me ask you a quick question about your podcast, man. I, I really would want to know, who's that one person that you're dying to have on that you haven't been able to get? Your home run interview. Oh, man. Um, there's so many, man. There's so many. Like, I know that um, one of them we already had. It was a dream. It was a dream. Come A dream interview. We got it. We had David Chapa, Miklo from Blood In, Blood Out, and he spoke oh. for an hour and 40 minutes just about Blood In, Blood Out. Yeah. So that was a good one. I wanted to in, I wanted to interview um, Howard Stern, maybe. Nice. But I interviewed him. Um, Joe Rogan, you know. He's never been a guest on anywhere. You know, only um, the lady Huerta. What's her name? Huerta Martha. Huerta from the um, from the from Cesar Chavez rallies and shit. Her. All right. <laughs> oh, now I know who that is. Yeah. But um, dead people. I would I would like to interview Richard Pryor. Is that Say your guy? Who's your favorite favorite comedian? Your favorite comedian of all time, all time. Yeah. Probably Richard Pryor, um, Paul Rodriguez, and uh, Robin uh, Robin Williams, Howie Mandel. All those guys, I, I grew up watching those guys. And uh, Rob Snyder, David Spade, um, they were young, man, these dudes, when I first saw them. You mentioned there your podcast. I love what you're doing on social media, man. A lot of people shied away from it. I think you attacked it. You're yourself on it. Uh, you got some funny shit there. I really love what you're doing. How do you approach that? Like your podcast... What made you start that? How many days a week are you recording it? Do you have fun with it? 
Talk to me about that. I was approached to start a podcast by Bill Burr and Al Madrigal comedians because they were going to start a, a co-op network called What's um, All Things Comedy. It's a co-op. And all we do is, is, is show up, record it, and leave, and they do everything else. You know, they put it up for us, and they help us get advertisements when it's possible. Like, like if a major advertisement shows up, <clears throat> everybody in a podcast gets a little share every once in a while. Nice. You know, like 200 here, whatever. But we're all one. So I said, yeah. And then my wife, she does all the editing for the podcast. Oh. And um, she does all the editing and she does the social media for the podcast. And I pretty much just got to show up and be me, man. And what I like about the podcast is it really helped my stand-up comedy. It really helped my approach of stand-up comedy. It helped, it helped me be more, um, more, more happy. And more open and more loud and I'm, I'm I talk easier on stage than I do when I did before. Like like if I want to say something brand new, I, I, I'm not embarrassed to say it anymore. I just go ahead go ahead and say it. That is awesome, Felipe. When you met your wife, did you pick her because she's a good editor? No, I picked her because uh, <laughs> she has a master's degree in in. Um, office management i guess and a bachelor's degree in english so man she has the credentials bro okay. she has um computer skills like she knew stuff about computers i didn't know bro like where to watch the free movies nice <laughs> and i said i was like hey, hey, hey you don't gotta do all that shit go to that uh, that web page he goes, tomorrow when we go buy tacos at 3 in the morning, that movie you're trying to download will be right there already on DVD. <laughs> you can't beat that, man. Felipe, dealing with adversity, dude. We talked about this in Spanish. Let's talk about this in English. You've had adversity your whole life. There isn't a comedian that's successful without adversity. I know you have a son. Yeah. No parent wants their kids to go through adversity. because. But everybody that I know that's winning, man for some weird reason, comes up from a fucked up, flawed childhood, and they're winning now as adults. Do you think about that ever? I haven't thought about that too. Right now, you said that about adversity, and I thought about this, man, and I'm going to tell that to my son next time I see him. The only adversity you're going to have is the adversity you put on yourself. Like, you want to be a drug addict and smoke weed? All right. How much time are you going to dedicate to whatever you want to do? You know like, your main goal should be the, what you want to do. Like, um, when I was a stand-up comedian, my main goal was to be a stand-up comedian. So I approached it like a person that wants to do heroin. Like a person that wants to do heroin but has no money. What is he going to do? He's going to figure out how to get $25 to get that good-ass fix to keep him going to the next one. So what is he going to do? He's going to do – he's going to do – he's going to shoplift. You know, he's going to rob somebody. He's going to figure out a way – but he's going to be thinking about ways of how he's going to do that. And um, I've always approached stand-up comedy like that, how I'm going to make my, how I'm gonna make it to the next level. So there was a comedian that was doing a one-hour comedy special one time at the Ice House, and I was going to be the opener. So I told myself, you know, like everything's already there. I'm already here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go talk to the sound guy at the Ice House. And I said, man, I know you're going to record this guy's CD at, after me. Once you um, 
press play, press record, and you know, and test out your equipment on my on my set while I'm up there. That way, when when you re, when you record the main headliner who's paying for all this, it come up come up perfect with no problems. You know, I was conning the shit out of this guy, bro. He knew his job. He knew what the fuck he had to do. But I was just, you know, whatever. He recorded me, man. And I took my 33 minutes and I made that into a CD. Boom. And I sold it for 20 bucks, 10 bucks. I never had a cover on it. That CD never had a cover. It was just, just said TDK or Memorex on it. Felipe, how many years in the struggle did it take you, specifically in comedy, to finally one day look at yourself and just say, I fucking made it, bro. Finally, I'm here. Man, I don't know. I can't, you gotta find, as far as I made it, you gotta find, a, a, you gotta set like a goal, three goals you want out of this career. And when you reach those three goals out of that career, you can see yourself that you made it. Because um, if you don't have a goal, you're never gonna make it. And um, you're never gonna feel you made it. You're never gonna see the rewards, you know, of, of everything you accomplish that's coming to you. You'll be blind to it, man. It's like that story about um, in the Bible where where the guy go, the guy gets bumped out of his horse, his donkey, and he's laying on the ground. And this guy goes, "Hey, man, you need help? No, 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 no. God is gonna help me." And the next guy shows up, "Hey, man, um, I'm an ambulance right here, man. You wanna get in it? No, no, no. God's gonna save me." Fool, this motherfucker dies, bro. He goes to heaven. God, asked, he goes, what the happened, God? You never came to help me. He goes, you stupid idiot. I sent a guy down there to help you out. You said, nah. Send a fucking ambulance. You said, nah. So, man, so if you want something out of this life or a career, you got to see the big picture, man. Like, I have a podcast show, you know? You know, what else am I going to do with it? Okay, I'm going to make podcast t-shirts. All right. How am I going to promote myself? Okay. I can't sell these t-shirts. I'm not that famous, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to go around and close every homeless guy on every corner. Seventh and Figueroa, ninth and Figueroa, 10th and Figueroa. They're going to have the What's Up Fool podcast t-shirt and they're going to be warm. People are going to see it. You know, that's how I did it with my, my, when, I, when I didn't have a podcast. I gave every homeless guy my t-shirt it said Felipe Sparza and my webpage, and that was free advertisement. You just gotta be smart, man. You gotta know how I how you wanna do stuff. Like, like I was watching this documentary about the Mexican mafia, and they said that every day they woke up and thought about a thousand ways how to make money in solitary confinement. It was an awesome idea. We won't get into that, but. <laughs> that I came up with fucking work, and I mean, we're, we're out here in the in free man. We have a phone, we have all these gadgets. There shouldn't be no excuse for for anybody to say, "I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to make this. I don't know how to do this." Just get, just do it, man. Like Nike, just do it, Holmes. <laughs> dude, I love that a uh, mindset, bro. Your mindset. That's why I said, dude, you're carrying the, the Latin torch. You're, you're the guy because I don't see anybody new coming up. So you got you got the responsibility, bro. You're these years. The fact that you're going to do a show now, 
that's going to air in 190 countries, bro. Oh, my God. Exciting, bro. Oh, <laughs> 190. September 1st, two specials. And let me tell you, bro, I'm, I did, I'm, thanks for having me on your podcast. You know, um, Netflix has two billboards, one in um, on Melrose and one in um, – I don't know, and, and I don't know in um last New York, Manhattan, mm -hmm. two billboards. That's it. And my interviews I have with you guys, but see, a lot of people would have just stopped right there, you know, bro. I I thought about this. Mm, we're in COVID nineteen. Everything is fucking closed, so advertisement must be cheap as fuck right now, bro. I put my fucking Netflix ad with my own money. On 16 subway entrances in New York, bro. Nice. Netflix label on all the bus stops in the border town. It costs nothing. Boy, I love the Latino hustle. Bro, we got your market, your market has been the homeless and the subway. It does not get more Latino than that. Or <laughs> on the streets. Listen, Felipe, we get we get here on average probably on Instagram probably fifty to twenty thousand views on one of our stuff. You're gonna get publicity here for free, brother. You, you have you have us supporting you. Two things before we go. Number one, when we finally open up, I'm gonna go. Hopefully, Ivan can come with me. I'm gonna go to Los Angeles, and we're gonna support your podcast. You don't have to have us on or anything like that. Oh, you're but, um, we can go. Uh, all right, so we're doing that. So count me in whenever for that. That's number one. Wait, I'm going too, bro. Yo me meto, brother. We'll go to the medicinal shops. So, nice. we, so, that, so we got that, I, man. I got a card, by the way, when you come down. <laughs> so so we got all that. What is it? Where are you guys at? Miami. Oh, Miami. Dale. I so, got you, homie. Oh. Love. I'll take care of you, Esther, when you come down. <laughs> so we're covering you on uh, on this side, man. Oh, number, yeah. number two, the fact that you're a real dude and that you keep it real and that you care, man, I think it's huge. And I'm here, Ivan's here, to support anybody like you, bro, that, yes, you want, you're a hustler, which we love. We love that you're a salesman, that you're pushing your passion. But the fact that you got passion about people, about your culture, about your flow, your comedy, your family, man, that to us is very important, brother. So we want to make sure that we encourage people like you because there's not too many like you, man. So we want to keep you going forward, my man. You got us? Yeah. I'll All right. Going, Hell yeah. What's up? So Ooh. listen, before we go, before we go, before we go. Two things. This fool right here lost ten, lost lunch because he bet that he would bring up his little Mickey Mouse Barcelona shirt, and he wore it. And he said you'd bring it up, and you did it. So he, he's going to pay me lunch right now. You might have to forfeit, bro. I didn't have my glasses. No, it doesn't count. He didn't say your vision uh, was going to work. Barcelona, baby, and Barca. I didn't, even, I didn't even see it, though. It doesn't matter. He's too late. So he's buying no. lunch. Hey, Bas, you don't watch soccer? One Mexican doesn't watch soccer. I love soccer. That's my team right there. 
See, yeah. but he didn't mention there it, so go. it's too late. But it's too late. So that doesn't count. That's number one. And number two, before we close off, I'll say the first part. You say the second part. Here we go. Evil Red. My man, my brother, all the success. Netflix, September the 1st, September the primero. Bad decisions, malas decisiones. We got Ivan there. It's your coach. Forever, forever. Keep going hard and do your thing. Diamond in the back, sunny rooftop, digging the scene with a gangster lean. Boom, there was. Great interview. Fun dude. Thank you guys again for the support. Again, today, check it out on Netflix. Felipe Esparza, comedy special, Bad Decisions. Mala decisiones. It's your coach. Love you guys forever. Keep going hard and do your thing. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 